Welcome to the Entrepreneur's MBA, bringing you lessons from real-life entrepreneurs they don't teach in business school. Here's your host, business coach and marketing strategist, Adam Kipnis. Everybody always thinks that they need to have a product. They need to have something that they sell. And it holds a lot of people back from their entrepreneurial dreams by trying to figure out, do I have something good enough? What do I sell? What do I do? Well, we're going to answer that question today because you don't always have to have a product to start out. And it sounds sort of counterintuitive, but it is something we're going to dig into today, as well as just hear from someone who went from $600 investment into a business to doing uh, $25 million in sales with him and his team. He's a multi-million dollar Amazon seller, co-founder of the Wholesale Formula. He's mastered the Amazon marketplace, growing to over $25 million in sales. He's passionate about sharing his knowledge with others who are just as driven as he is. He and his team are experts and now dedicate their time to teaching others how to grow and scale an Amazon-based wholesale business. His students have ranged from those with little to no Amazon experience to veterans who were able to take their business to the next level. Using the wholesale formula, his clients have done over a half a billion dollars worth of products on Amazon, and he's going to share not only his story and his journey, but some of his formula with us today. Welcome to the show, Dan Metters. Thanks, Dan, for being here. Hey, Adam. Thanks for having me on, brother. Yeah, you got it. I'm excited about this conversation on many levels, not only because of what you're able to, you've been able to accomplish, but also how you got started. Right? You started this business with $600. Was this your first business or were you building up your skills over the years? Well, it's kind of crazy. I mean, I'd, I had a, uh, it, it was one of those things, like I had always been interested in, uh, in, in some level of business, right? Like, you know, in, in school, like I traded uh, basketball cards, baseball cards, football cards, that kind of stuff. And then in college, um, I traded uh, magic cards, Pokemon cards, that kind of stuff, and had a video game store on eBay. And that's pretty much how I was able to pay my way through college without, uh, and, and live like a human. Right. As opposed, you know, you know how the typical college uh, college kid lives. But I, I was actually able to live fairly well in college, and you know, uh, with, through through my uh, eBay store and stuff like that. So, what made you take the leap to start that eBay store? Obviously, trading cards was one thing, but then there was this technology platform that made it easier. How'd you how'd you choose it? How'd you find it? No, it it really just kind of. Uh, uh, you know, it was, it was that evolution of, I, I just wanted more money and there was there, you know, to be able to have to spend and, and do cool stuff with while I was in college. And uh, there's no way, I mean, our town is super small, man. Like there's uh, about 9,000 people. So like there, you know, as, as far as opening a business or something like that, it just wasn't going to happen. Anything I did had to be online. Okay. So, so you, you did that and you were able to utilize somebody else's product uses somebody else's platform in order for you to make money. When you got out of school, what, what was the first step or did you continue in business? Did you try to do something else a little more traditional? No, I, I went like everybody else. I got a job like, you know, you're, you're supposed to. And I actually got a really cool job. I worked for a, a company that sells, uh, you know, cards, uh, collectible cards, uh, board games, stuff like that online. And it was, it was one of those really cool things. Uh, I got, I got my degree in history and political science and As my goal, I. <laughs> that's awesome, man. Like I was going to be an attorney and, uh, my wife was about a semester behind me in college. So whenever I graduated, I went to work for this company and I was just going to work there for like, 
you know, a few months until she graduated and, and I went off to law school. And I even talked to the owner about that when, when I started. I was like, hey, man, you know, this is not really my, my thing. Like, I, I, I'll be an awesome employee while I'm here, but I, I'm not going to stay. Don't, don't be banking on any, anything like that. And it was crazy, man. It was like such a, such a cool little environment. I, I was the 13th employee at that company. And um, just, the, you know, understanding the business model and seeing how an online business works, really, like, like a, kind of a, a bigger scale, you know, they, they were operating at a bit, much bigger scale than uh, uh, my, my little eBay store was in college. And just experiencing that was, was really awesome. And whenever, you know, early on in there, I remember the, the owner would give me these cool assignments. And it was just like, hey, man, if you do this off the clock and, you know, just want to make extra, extra money, I'd love for you to do it. And would you research and write an analysis on uh, a couple of our categories, how we're performing, and et cetera. And, I, you know, I love that. That was super awesome for me. And uh, I, I was really creative. And I did a lot of research and brought back some really awesome reports for him. And that's whenever he, he started talking to me about potentially running a category. And, uh, I took over the, it was actually, is the largest category on, on the website at the time. And I think the, the previous year had done about $1.3 million in sales. And my job was to, to manage the, the buy prices and sell prices for all the products in that line. And because, uh, you know, this business functioned a lot differently than a traditional business might. Like we bought our products from players and people who use the cards as opposed to manufacturers, like, you know, the vast majority of people would assume you buy from a manufacturer and you sell a retail product, but we were buying singles and stuff. So it was a, you know, there were, we had thousands of SKUs. It was crazy. It was a crazy little business. But over the course of like the next four years, we went from like 1.3 to 3.5 million to 8 million to 12 million to 15 million to 20 million. And about the time I left, uh, uh, that company was at $25 million in sales off the, from their website. Well, I mean, there's a, a lot that takes to go in there. Not only do you need a good product and have the spreads be right in order to make that business work, uh, but you've got to keep finding them and you need to, you need to stay up with the times. How were you able to do that? Because in, in that role, was kind of entrepreneurial. You ran a category. It was your thing. So sure. how were you able to continue to do that? Um, no, it was it, it just all, honestly, it was a, it was a lot of work and, but it was, it was like that passionate work, right? Like, you know, we were, I was really excited about the games and loved the games, So I was always into them anyway. Um, but it, you know, it was just like, that, that was the thing I, I loved about that job is I feel like it, you know, even though, um, it, it didn't work out long-term for me. Like I obviously went on and start, started my own business. I felt like it prepared me for business because it was really challenging. I mean, it was, we had to, I had to manage budgets because it was really, we were really bootstrapped. And, and my role in that kind of evolved over time. Like the first year I was in the, you know, I ran the magic department and the second year I ran the magic department. But after that, like I worked with all department heads and helped them form their strategy. So I was the, they, we, we made up a title for me there. It's called chief product officer. But basically I, I was in charge of all the categories on the website at that point. And in, in doing so, obviously you would come from the eBay business. So you had some experience in selling online and some experience in what was probably a, a low, lower margin business, or at least a risky business in buying something that you hoped someone else would want, but you had to front the money. What did you learn both good and bad from your eBay business that allowed you to succeed in that role? Well, 
Definitely, definitely the margins. Uh, like that was a, that was a kind of a big thing is, and, and that was one of the things that we used to grow is um, whenever, whenever I came into that position, like the, the margins in, in that business were really, really high. And what they were trying to do is they were trying to, uh, to compensate for, you know, the, the handling of the cards, because, you know, somebody sends in an order of a hundred cards, each one of those cards have to be touched. They have to be conditioned to make sure that they're in the right condition, make sure they're real before they're processed into inventory and then pulling an order, you know, you may get an order with 75 SKUs on it. So, you know, pulling an order is much longer than a traditional retail environment. So they had really, really big margins. And that was one of the first things that I talked to them about. And, and, and then we ultimately changed as we started shrinking the margins. And it, was, it wasn't just blind shrinking the margins. Like it wasn't just dropping prices. We started measuring the cost that it took to get a card from, you know, where it was received to processed into the warehouse. And when, once we had those metrics, it gave us a lot more insight into what we needed to do to be able to cover, to create that spread. Interesting. Interesting. And so in, in that role, obviously, uh, you had your sights set on something different at some point. What, what made you decide to, to leave there and go out on your own and start your own business? Well, it was, uh, was kind of crazy. Like in that last year uh, that I was there, um, one, of the, one of the people that, that you know, we, we had one of the other chief officers, he was the chief financial officer of that company at the time. One day he just came in and he gave us two weeks notice and I went over to him and I was like, Andrew, what the hell is going on, man? Like, what are you doing? Because like, you know, we work in Kentucky and uh, there's just not a lot of, there's not a lot of six figure jobs in this area. I mean, really, I mean, there's 9,000 people. There's literally more cows in my town than humans. Uh, so, you know, as far as opportunities, there just weren't a lot. And I, it, it blew my mind that, because it, it was a pretty nice job too. I mean, it, for all intents and purposes, like I, I love the job. And uh, when I asked him, he was like, no, nah, man, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, to anything else. I, I'm just making more money uh, sitting at home, uh, selling, selling stuff on Amazon than I do coming to work. And I was like, what? Like you make more money selling stuff on Amazon. Now see, in, in my mind, Amazon was still kind of like a bookstore. Right. And, and, you know, uh, like I knew that I knew that they sold other stuff, but I didn't really know that third party sellers were a thing on Amazon. Like I, I hadn't researched it to that point. And whenever uh, he told me that it was just, it, it blew my mind. So I, I was like, Hey man, will you take me out and show me what you mean? Just like, please. And he was at the time he was just buying his stuff at Walmart, taking it and then selling it on Amazon. Like it was, you know, his whole business model was that easy. It was literally just go find products that, uh, that were sold out on Amazon that had that, you know, that were selling for uh, pretty high secondary market style prices and then just find those products in Walmarts and, and, and send them in. And, uh, I remember like whenever, you know, as soon as, as soon as he showed me that I literally had to get started that night, like I, I couldn't wait to just get started. And, uh, so I, I went home, I was telling, I was telling my wife about this. I was like, you're not going to believe this. This is absolutely mind boggling. You can buy stuff at Walmart and you can sell it on Amazon and people actually buy it. And she didn't believe me. And then, you know, we went out to a store and I was using the little scanner app. Like there's a, there's a little scanner app that you can use on your phone. And, uh, sure enough, I found, uh, I found like, you know, two or three products that, that seemed really cool. And I remember one of them specifically. And it was because I was, I was it's, it's so funny because it was such a, like a small amount of money that I don't know why I was scared. Like, uh, you know, there was this, uh, there's this one product that was uh, Disney cars. It was Shu Todoroki. 
And I'd never heard of a shoe Todoroka. I didn't even, I'd never watched Disney cars, but when I scanned this thing, it was $3 in the store is $2 and 87 cents to be exact. And it was selling on Amazon for $18. And I was like, there's no way there's literally no way. Cause there's like 30 of them right here in this one Walmart. And I remember I just, <laughs> you know, hell with it. I, I, it's 90 bucks. So I just bought all of them. I took them home. I, I made my little shipment, sent them in. And the day I got the email, it was just, it was crazy. You know, it, it, the day I got the email that they had received the products, I mean, stuff started immediately selling. Like I got the email and it said, you know, we've received your products at Amazon. And within minutes I had my first sale and I was like, Oh my God, like what is going on? This guy just paid me $18 for a product. I bought at Walmart for $2 and 87 cents. And uh, you know, after that, it was literally every waking hour that I wasn't, uh, wasn't at work. I mean, it, when I got off work, I went and I shopped in stores and bought stuff. And, uh, it was, you know, it was, it was kind of funny at the time because I had a, I had a business partner and, you know, when I first got started, I was kind of operating out of my bank account. And then we were wanting to set up something, uh, together. Um, he had literally, you know, he had terrible credit and I had no credit. Like when I was growing up, I, I grew up fairly poor and I kind of watched my mom just get absolutely crushed by debt, specifically credit card debt. So I'd made it a point in my life to that point to not take on any debt at all. Like I would, you know, I'd paid for my house. I paid for my car. I bought my wife or I paid uh, my wife's student loans off. Um, and you know, I, while I didn't have any debt, I also didn't have a lot of money either. Like that was another, you know, another problem is when you pay all those bills at once that most people usually finance, you don't have any money. Right. Uh, so whenever I got started, I went and I was like, well, hell, maybe I'll just get a credit card. And I applied for my first credit card ever. And I got approved for a $600 is uh, an American express. Um, one of the gold uh, airport cards, like the ones you can get in an airport, like the, yep. yep it was that one. I, I had the $600 version of that guy. And, uh, it, you know, from then on, it was, we would, uh, go out, charge and run it up to, and, you know, max it out. That took, it took a, like one little trip to Walmart and we would be maxed out. And then we'd send all of our stuff into Amazon. Our stuff had great margins. So, and, and it would relatively sell immediately. So, you know, within two weeks or within a week, like I would, I, all my stuff would sell through and I would pay off my credit card and just go do it again. And after a few months, uh, American Express, cause I mean, we were paying our card off like literally four or five, six, seven times a week or, or, or a month rather. And they raised the credit limit up a, a little bit. And uh, eventually I think it was like 1500 bucks. And then, you know, it just kept on climbing, but we would just that, that, that hold that strategy. I mean, we would go out, we would max out our credit card, send all of our stuff in and, and pay it off. And then in December, um, I'll never forget this, Adam. Like it was crazy, man. Um, I was, I, I was at work and I, it was like six days before Christmas. And I, at, the, at this time I'd you know, I had a brand new baby girl. Um, and I had just replaced the roof of my house. I just replaced the HVAC, uh, my HVAC. And I, I, I got taken out to lunch and I, they were told me, Hey man, like, uh, it's, you know, not working out. I'm not gonna, not gonna need you going forward. And I was crushed, man. Like I, I, I it was, it's hard to explain. Cause I, I remember sitting there and like this rush of emotion, like goes over me and I, I wanted to cry. And at the same time, I like wanted to hide under the table 
And at the same time, I like wanted to scream, you know what I mean? Like just furious. And you know, at the end of the, like, I, I just, all I did is stand up and I, I left. And I, I remember I went to this little, I rented an office and it was a 250, it's almost like a broom closet, uh, 250 square feet. And that's where I'd been processing all my Amazon products. So I wouldn't be bringing it home and chucking up the house. And I went there and I cried and I cried and I cried and I was thinking about it. And I was, I was trying to think, you know, what in the hell am I going to tell my wife? Like, you know, I, I, I was, because I didn't want to scare her. Like I didn't, I did I, I wanted to be relatively confident. I didn't want her to be terrified. And I was super ashamed. I, I wish I'd, I wish I'd been, I guess I wish I'd been like more upfront about kind of the situation. But I, you know, at the, after I cried for hours, the, the plan I came up with was to tell my wife that I'd quit my job and I was really passionate about moving forward on this Amazon thing. And I remember I went home, I kind of, I had practiced in the mirror at, at, at our office and I went home and I, I was like, Crystal, so I quit my job today. I'm super excited about this whole Amazon thing. Look at our sales. And I'd like planned out and I showed her our sales. And, uh, I remember her face, like her, like her mouth just literally fell open and, uh, immediately tears in her eyes. And she was like, you go get your job back. Oh no. And I was like, ah, you know, uh, no, I'm really, really excited. I've I, I, so much going on with this whole Amazon thing right now. I, I just, I, I feel like if I can push the gas pedal, we can make it, we can make it blow up in a big way. And she was, she's like, you know, you're a grown up. You have responsibilities. Like you have, you have a brand new, uh, brand new newborn daughter right here. What are you doing? Why would you quit having a newborn daughter? And I was, oh, you know, I'm super confident. Like I, I'm, I'm excited about moving forward. And little did she know, like at the time, you know, I would have given anything right there to be able to call my boss and be like, Hey man, I just need you to hire me back right now. You know, I wish I had quit. Right. <laughs> and, right. Uh, then, then you had the option. <laughs> right. You know, and, and, but I didn't have that option. So I, I continued to feign my, uh, feign my excitement and, um, but I was relatively excited. You know, I, I was scared to death, but I was also excited because I mean, Amazon was working for us. Like we didn't, I, I wasn't putting a whole t- a ton of time in and we were still getting great results. And, right. uh, so in January, like basically it was like, you know, uh, the rest of that, the rest of, uh, December and then January, I, I always went like, I, I decided there's no turning back. I'm not going to do anything. I'm really just going to, I'm not going to go look for another job. I'm going to make this work. And, uh, to do it, I, I, I broke my, I mean, I, I, I broke my back, man. Like it was crazy. We, I would go out and I would shop and I would work, you know, 60, 70 hour weeks and, uh, just, just anything. I mean, just as much as possible. Like I would work until I was exhausted just to make money. And, and it was partially to prove, uh, you know, partially to prove to myself that it worked and, and I could really build a business with it. But it was really, I mean, I was, it was, it was to make sure that uh, my wife and, and, and daughter would be taken care of. Like I was, I was just, whatever it took. And it's about four months in before I, before I was able to start getting a paycheck. And the way I got my pay, the way I designed that first paycheck was uh, just deciding, you know, what was the minimum amount of money that I could actually live on. And uh, that, that was, you know, that, that was how, how I, I got my first paycheck in our business. 
And so you, you were just putting everything back into more product. Is that where all the money was going? Because obviously you, you had sales, you had revenue. Were you just plowing everything back into buying more product up until that point? For sure. No, I mean, my, my goal was I never wanted to be in that situation again. Like, you know, just basically having your life ripped out from under you. And I was going to make the business work. And if that meant that I had to live like a mongrel, I was willing to do it for as long as it took to make the business work. How'd your wife feel about that? Uh, she was less happy about that. <laughs> she was less happy I, I about guess. it. But, you know, what? it was uh, like once I – once I started getting a paycheck, by, by the time that I, I was getting a paycheck, um, she was a lot more confident because she, you know, she had saw that our sales continued to go up. Like everything was looking good. And ultimately she had faith in me. It wasn't like she, you know, it wasn't like she just didn't believe she was just terrified because we had a newborn daughter, you know, we had a, we had a house, we had to feed ourselves. Like we had all these things, all these obligations that you have as adults. And, uh, and I didn't have a job. So it was, it was just really scary for her. But once, you know, once we were, once we were rolling and, you know, she, she became a lot more confident too. And she, she really started uh, buying in and believing in me. Well, that's awesome. So when did you finally tell her that you got fired? Or It was literally like two years later, man. <laughs> I never, I didn't tell her for years. And, uh, and it, you know, it was, it was kind of a funny conversation because, uh, I was telling, I, I was telling somebody else and she overheard, overheard me and she was like, you didn't get fired. You quit. And I was like, ah, about that. <laughs> and then like I, I had the story, I told her the story and she's like, oh my God, I can't believe you wouldn't tell me. And I was like, I was just, I was terrified and embarrassed. Like, you know, it, it's embarrassing. Oh yeah. I mean, I think we've all been through that in some way, whether it was, um, I mean, I, the only job I ever got fired from, knock on wood, was um, working at a grocery store. I was bagging groceries in high school, and they told me that my services were no longer needed, um, and I could just go out and get another job somewhere else. But that feeling is like none other. Yeah. Um, even though I didn't, I just needed the money for for gas for my car because I was living with my parents, so I had no real fears. But it's it'll it it cuts you deep when that happens. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I can talk to you about kind of like how my business grew and evolved. Like it, it changed dramatically. You know, after yeah, those first, first two or three years, um, we were making great money. Like our, in our first full year in business, it was uh, uh, 2012. We did right at $840,000 in sales, I think. And our margins were really good. Like our, our net margins were over 20%. So, I mean, like we were, you know, we were bringing in a hundred and sixty two hundred thousand dollars in profit uh off of that eight hundred and sixty uh, off of that eight hundred and forty thousand in sales so like our margins our business was substantially growing and the next year we just did the same thing but the problem was is it's just not sustainable man like you can't just work 70 hour weeks all the time and like every time i would stop shopping or you know stop going out to to stores my sales just drop you know it just dropped like a rock and if I went on vacation, it was like paying double because I wasn't able to work. My sales went down to nothing. And then, you know, I had to pay for the vacation too. So it was miserable. It is, it was like a, almost like we'd created really, really high paying, super demanding jobs rather than having a business. And uh, from there, we tried some cool stuff. We, I remember it was like the, the, the breaking point for me was in uh, 24, uh, 
2013. It was in, uh, it was, I guess it was a, a full year and a half. Two, I was right, right at two years in. And uh, that it was Black Friday. And Black Friday for us was like the biggest shopping day of the year, right? Right. Like, I mean, discounts everywhere. Like we would go out and we would spend thirty, forty thousand dollars on Black Friday just buying stuff at stores that we could sell later on and, and make money with because the discounts were amazing. And uh, so it's it's just huge. Like you can't miss it. You can't miss those types of days. And I remember, you know, I, I was getting up to go out on because I don't even started on Black Friday anymore. It's it's really just Black Thursday now, right? It's it's they just take Thanksgiving away. Right. And, Sometimes even the night before and the Amazon's got deals all week on other stuff. Right. So it's, you know, I was, I was prepping to go to my black Friday shopping and I remember I looked over at my daughter and I was thinking, gosh, man, I'm not even going to get here and sit and sit with you and eat a Turkey dinner. And here I'm supposed to be a business owner. And like, you know, when you, you start thinking about what a business owner is, everybody always talks about freedom. It's like, hell, I don't have any freedom. This is awful. And the entire time we were out shopping, you you know, the year before it had been like we were super pumped up because we knew how much money we were going to be making. But it was like almost somber where it's just like, gosh, man, I was, I, was, I was talking to him. I was like, I didn't even get a, I, was, I didn't even get to spend time with Marissa. Like I didn't even get to watch her eat turkey dinner, you know? Right. And uh, it was just miserable. And it was that night, like we decided, it's like, we got, we have to change something. Don't know what it is. Um, and it, it wasn't that we didn't want to work as hard. It was just, I wanted to own a business. I wanted to own a business that gave me freedom. Um, and it gave me, gave me freedom, not just of, uh, you know, financial freedom, but like personal freedom as well. And we tried a whole bunch of other stuff, like over the, over the next year and a half, like we, we started a retail store and that was a terrible idea. Just a terrible idea. Um, it was a specialty st- toy store in our town with 9,000 people. And it's like, hey, there's just no way it's going to make enough money, right? Right. Uh, so we, we actually sold that store. We didn't lose too much, uh, too much money on it. And then we started a My Little Pony website. And I mean, it worked out better than you would imagine when I said, uh, you know, we started a My Little Pony website where we were selling My Little Pony collectible stuff. And it, that one, that one was a wild one. Like how we came up with the idea of selling My Little Pony collectibles being two, two grown men. Uh, we, it was, it was, you know, every time we would send in my little pony stuff to Amazon, like occasionally you could go to like a dollar store and you would find stuff on clearance that had been there for like, you know, two years or whatever. Those things were always just worth insane money. Like, you know, these little figures you could buy them at a dollar store for like, you know, three, three to five bucks, they would sell for $50 immediately on Amazon if you could ever find them. So it was like, you know, there's obviously a lot of people out there buying my little pony stuff. And that's how we decided we were uh, going to make a my little pony website was based on that. And a uh, documentary we watched about bronies and that's grown, grown men who buy my little pony stuff. And uh, there's like conventions <laughs> for it. It's crazy. It's crazy. You should, if you've never read or heard about a brony, you should research. It's, it's, it's the craziest thing I'd ever heard of, but um, that was our business. And we, and we made a website. We, we started opening up lines to carry uh, my little pony collectibles and, you know, ultimately it didn't do too bad. Uh, the website was making sales. We just weren't very good at it and it wasn't like exciting. Um, like we weren't good at the whole marketing part, getting people to our website. And right. you know, that was, it, it brings up a question of if you had the platform where people already go and you're making margins, why going, why go in a different direction and start to do it on your own website? Exactly. You know, and that, that, that leads to the next thing is like, well, 
why, why are we doing this? We already know Amazon works. We don't have to be good marketers. Like we don't have to be great marketers. All we have to do is be able to find the stuff that people want. So then it was, we need to change our business model on Amazon. So we tried private label um, and private label is a model where you create a version of a product that is your own with your own label and, and sell that at, at, you know, at, at retail. So it's like, uh, you know, think of, you know, Mountain Dew and I don't know if, uh, like the, the knockoff Mountain Dews, right? Like that, that's kind of, or, or kind of, kind of what it is. We actually had some success with that model uh, initially. Like we, we launched two, uh, one product that, that kind of broke even. And then we want, launched one that made a ton of money. Like it was just selling like crazy. And the, the problem for us was that we didn't have enough skills to keep it there, right? Like we just, we, all we did was pick a great product. And once other people saw our product performing, like competition shows up and then it just gets crushed because we don't have a brand to fall back on. Like, you know, our product was, was just something nobody had ever heard of. It was just, you know, the best. And it was the only option in the market at the time. But when other options showed up, we weren't good enough marketers to be able to, to, to sustain versus competition. And then it was, uh, we, we tried wholesale. Wholesale was next for us. And we tried it kind of the way everybody does. We looked up a, uh, you know, Googled wholesale. It's like, what do you, you know, what, what do I need to do? I need to contact distributors. And we contacted the distributors. They sent us their gigantic catalogs of crap. And then you look through it and maybe you find two or three good items. You, you spend, you know, hours and then you might find two or three good items and you don't even make a lot of money on those. And it was just like, maybe, maybe these people are going to shows. So we went to ASD and that didn't work out very well for us because we're, we're pretty introverted guys too. Like that was a, that was another problem. Um, and I, I remember like we, we ended up buying some stuff at ASD, but by the time it showed up, it was crushed. Like, you know, we were, we were just underwater on it, losing money. And I remember looking over at my business partner and I was thinking like, why do I have to track all these you know products down? Like, why can't I just find a product that works? and sell that thing. Like, why do I have to go through all these uh, massive catalogs to find a product? And I remember starting on Amazon, I, I found this product on my screen and I was like, I just want to carry this thing. Like, it looks awesome. So I called the company and I was like, Hey guys, can you tell me, uh, you know, which distributors uh, carry your product? And they were like, uh, I mean, I could, but you could just order it direct. And I was like, Hmm, like you would sell, you would sell it to me. And yeah, uh, you know, we'll open an account. And I was like, oh God, I, you know, it's probably going to be like a $30,000 order that they require or something. And I was like, all right, so what's your guys' minimum order? And it was $250. <laughs> and I was all like, right, that's oh, doable. That's doable. We can, we can swing that. Um, so that was our first wholesale order. And that product came in. And I remember, you know, because before that, we were like literally driving around to stores to pick up a product. And I remember how, how awesome it was when our product showed up to us. And I, you know, I checked it out, sent it straight to Amazon and it sold. And it was like, Holy shit, man, if it's that easy to, to, to make money on, you know, make money like this on Amazon, we're going to be millionaires by the end of the year. That's what I thought. You know, if I can just call a company and ask to sell their product and spoiler alert, it's not that easy. Right. <laughs> The, uh, so that, you know, then I call up a bunch of companies after that and, and they were like, yeah, man, uh, we're not really looking for any Amazon sellers now. Like we already have enough. 
and I was like, holy crap, these people are turning down money. Like, I just want to place an order with them. And I remember like this pivotal call, and this is what really changed the game for us. This is what caused our business to 3X over the next nine months. And it was, it was, was this one call right here. And I, uh, so I'd sent this company an email and uh, I had, you know, asked to carry their products on Amazon. And they'd responded with the typical, you know, we're not looking for Amazon sellers right now. And I decided that I was going to call that company because I use their products I, you know, I was a user of their products and I felt like I understood their products a bit more than most people. So I called and I was like, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd sent you guys an email about carrying your products on Amazon. And, and you guys said you weren't looking for any other Amazon sellers. And the guy was like, yep, man. And I meant it. I meant it. And I was like, do you, do you have just a couple of minutes I could talk to you? I would love to be able to help you guys out. And you know, you don't even have to work with me, man. I just love to be able to help you out. I use your guys product all the time. And, uh, I, you know, I, I feel like you guys could maybe be doing a lot better on Amazon than you're currently doing. And I remember he told me, he's like, Hey man, you know, I'm working with the two largest Amazon, two of the largest Amazon sellers at the time he was working with Etails and river colony trading. And those guys are just behemoths. Like they do, you know, North of a hundred million dollars. They're just awesome. They're just awesome companies. And, uh, I was like, no, man, I get it. Um, but you care to go to your page. And I got him to go to his Amazon page because that's where I think, you know, uh, being able to see that difference is a big, is a big deal. And then I asked him to open up a, a competitor's product. And as he was going down, like he opens up this competitor's product and he's looking and they have beautiful pictures. They have awesome description. Like everything about their listing is designed to make it sell. And then he goes to his listing and it's just, you know, a couple pictures, not very good. His bullets, he didn't even have all of his bullets filled out. It was just, you know, three out of the five bullets are done. The description was, you know, not very good at all. And he was, and I was, I was explaining, I was like, you know, realistically, um, you're much bigger than that company. Right. And he, yeah, yeah. You know, they, we're, we're, we're a lot bigger. And I was like, but the problem is they're outperforming you on Amazon. They're selling more products and it's not because they have a better product. It's because they have a better driver. Like they have somebody who understands the platform and wants to make that product sell. And that's what I want to give to you guys. I would love to be able to work with you and make, you know, I would look, I'll make all these changes. And if you just, if, if you just want to work with me and he asked me, he's like, you know, what can you do really that the other, you know, those other two sellers can't. And I was like, I absolutely nothing, but I will do it. And that's the difference is, you know, to them, you're just a number. Like, you know, you're account number 900 or account number 87. But to me, you're my most important account. Like, you're the most important person I can be talking to. And this is my cell phone number and I own the company, man. Like, you need something done, I'll do it immediately. But the, pro but the thing is, you're not going to ever have to call me because I'll get it done and make sure it's done before it has to be. Like, so you're taking advantage of all these things happening on Amazon. And that was enough. That was what it took. That guy was able to... Uh, he, he wanted to start working with us. And then from there it was, it, you know, it, it became a lot easier because I realized there were, I realized something about the, uh, about the model and it was, you know, I couldn't beat people with my wallet. Like I can't out order people, you know, there's always a bigger fish out there, but I can add value. And, you know, a lot of other people aren't willing to do that. And that was the difference is I wanted to help them first and then buy their product. And he realized that and he wanted to start working with me. And that's been the secret to our business since is like our entire business is built around um, adding value to, to brands to develop a, a relationship, become an authorized seller. And then, you know, we just were able to make money by carrying those products for years because we develop an awesome partnership. 
And that's what we call reverse sourcing wholesale is finding an awesome product on Amazon that's already doing really well, contacting the brand, providing value, developing that relationship, and then selling that product over and over and over. And that's our, you know, that's our whole Amazon business now. And so, so you went from finding products and making a spread to finding products that other people were already selling on what was a commoditized platform, but just doing it in a better, more effective way. Exactly. You know, Amazon has, there's a lot of things you got to think about whenever you're, you know, maybe, maybe you buy products on Amazon. Like, isn't it a lot better whenever, you know, the products have awesome, you know, have pictures that show you what they actually are and you can read the descriptions and then, you know, somebody's taking time to answer reviews. Like it's all these little tiny things that, you know, all the, relatively speaking, you know how long it takes to, to, to uh, change a description on Amazon takes like three minutes. (laughs) <laughs> like to update somebody to update a listings bullets takes like five minutes to, to add pictures takes no time at all. But the point is, is like none of these companies were having it done for them because it was just a transactional relationship for, for the other companies that were for the resellers, right? Like they were buying a product and selling a product. And then the only interaction they would have with these companies would be when they needed the product again. And that was the thing that we could offer and get them to want to work with us. It's just that personalized attention and making them feel like you, you actually do care. It's interesting. Obviously, you know, it, relationship is the key to, to all business, no matter what it is. And you were able to develop these relationships. Now, obviously, your past experience on Amazon was a, very important in coming to that conclusion. But looking back on it now, looking back now, three, four, five years, is there anything that you can, that you're doing now that you just missed the first time, like if you had a time machine, could you have skipped over some of those painful steps? No, I mean, I would have started wholesale a lot sooner. Like, it, you know, it, with $250 minimum orders, $500 minimum orders, like it's, it's much easier. And I wouldn't have had to kill myself by going out to, you know, and sit, you know, 60, 70 hours just out shopping in stores to try to find product. Like once you, once you realize that it is just a relationship game, like that, that's it. And if you can add value and, and, help somebody, you create a partnership. Like that's the, you know, realistically, all the brands that I work with on Amazon, they want to work with me. They want me because I'm able to help them grow their brand. I'm able to help them acquire more customers. And I just wish I realized how, you know, it's, it's just like everything. It's, you know, you said it already. It's just like everything else. It is about relationships. Any business is about relationships. And you've been able to put a formula around it. You and everyone can go to the wholesaleformula.com or wholesale formula on, on LinkedIn, on Facebook and, and, and learn more about what Dan does, but there's millions of products out there. So this is not a market that really can ever be, there could ever be too many people, right? Someone could start today and do the same formula that you have because someone's going to come out with a new product tomorrow. Someone's going to, well, no, I mean, it's just stop selling. Such a- it's it's such a massive market. And that's what a lot of people don't realize is, is what a behemoth Amazon really is. Um, you know, with Amazon's on pace to do over $200 billion in sales this year. Like they're going to do over $200 billion in sales, like on, on through that platform. And when you start thinking about, you know, maybe I do, uh, let's say, let's say we do $10 million. Like that sounds like a lot of money, but in in comparison to 200 billion, like it's not, it's just, you know, it's a, it's a drop in the bucket. And, you know, since, since joining Amazon, 
like we, you know, in 20, I think in 2015, Amazon did maybe uh, 70 or 80 billion in sales. Um, and over the past four years, they've more than doubled. Like in, in, you know, along the way, that's not just Amazon doubling. Like that's, our business has grown significantly too. All the people that we work with, our entire network has seen that same kind of growth. And it's because Amazon's market share grows. Like it's, it, you know, really it, it is, it, it's, it's crazy to think that it's not a saturated platform, but it really isn't. I mean, there's, uh, you know, there's, there's room all the time to be able to, to find new products that just didn't exist on Amazon before or products that are underperforming. Like that's everything that we work with is a product that was underperforming previously. And that's how we're able to develop that relationship directly with the brand. That's awesome. And I love how you walked us through how you got there, because obviously if you could, you could skip steps, you would do so, but it was all from what you learned earlier. Dan, I really appreciate your time today, walking us through your story and where you are today. So cool to hear. Absolutely, man. Um, and for what it's worth, Adam, I, we, we actually put together a, uh, a page just for your people too. Um, oh, very cool. Yeah. It's just a oh. couple walkthroughs and stuff to, to make sure to, people understand. Cause I mean, that's the, that was one of the problems for us getting started is we just didn't understand the model and how it kind of works. And that's what we did is we created a kind of a, a get started guide. That's so cool. So what, what's the link that they can go to, to get that? The wholesaleformula.com slash MBA. Awesome. I'll put that in the show notes as well. So go and you can learn more about this because this is something I know several people that sell on Amazon. Um, I know somebody that does several million dollars just like Dan does on Amazon because they found out once they figured out the formula, they, they were able to skip the steps and all the painful steps that, that Dan went through. And so I encourage you to go there. Dan, thanks again for being on here. I really appreciate the time. Awesome, Adam. I appreciate it too. Thanks, man. You got it. And thanks everyone for listening to the Entrepreneur's MBA podcast. I'm Adam Kipnis. Thanks for listening. Look forward to having you on the next one. You've been listening to the Entrepreneur's MBA. Download Adam's free book, How to Make More Money in Your Business at www.freebookfromadam.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.